The Never Before Project presents the Lethal Faith Podcast with your host, Dr. Michael B. Nye and Blake Harris. This podcast is for students, parents, and church leaders who are interested in keeping their faith strong. Visit us online at neverbefore.tv or on Facebook at The Never Before Project. Let's get into the podcast. Hello, this is Dr. Michael Knight, and I am here with my co-host, Blake Harris. And today we're going to make a little bit of history, and we're going to launch the very first Lethal Faith podcast. I'm excited about it. Are you, Blake? I am super excited. So who are we doing this for? We're doing it for students who want to know how to navigate their faith. We're doing it for parents who want to know how to keep their children in their faith. I know I do, and I know you do. Blake, I know you do. And who else are we doing it for? Uh, We're really looking for church leaders desire to know what they can do to help the next generation retain their faith in the local churches. And today we're going to be talking about the power of knowing the laws of attrition. Attrition? What's attrition? Well, basically it's the action or process of gradually reducing the strength or effectiveness of someone or something through the sustained attack or pressure. So what we're talking about is we're talking about parents who raise their kids in church their whole life and then their children leave their Christian faith and never return. That's attrition. It comes from the Latin word kind of like to rub. There's a lot of families out there being rubbed right now and we don't want your family or your youth group or your church to experience the rub of attrition. So let's talk about the research and let's take a good look at what the research says about the nuns. Blake, help us to understand the nuns a little bit and all of our listeners. All right. And so uh, during the same time period, Christians have fallen from 78% to 71%. Uh, and through this, uh, it's typically a younger Americans who are more likely to be unaffiliated. Uh, you know, younger millennials, people born from 1990 to 96, uh, 36%. Older millennials like myself, 81 to 89, it makes up 34%. Generation X, 23, baby boomers, 17, and the silent generation, 11. So what we're saying, guys, that are listening to us and ladies, roughly 23% of the U.S. population is considered a nun, somebody who's walked away from their faith. A nun, what is so interesting about nuns is that they are driven by the mainline church, uh, more times than not liberal mainline churches. It is true that evangelicalism and other uh, religious entities like Pentecostalism or Charismatics are also suffering from attrition, but not to the rates the others. And as a matter of fact, they're actually growing and keep doing a better job of keeping their kids. So when we talk about nuns, we're talking about those people, about a third of them, I guess, Blake, under 30 years of age, um, which is an enormous amount of people. You know, one of the things I find surprising about the nuns were 75% of them were raised in a religious home, often leaving their faith while they were teens. That breaks my heart. I know it really does. And I know to those that are listening, that breaks your heart. And what are we going to do about it? And what really breaks my heart is that you've got these parents who mean well, and they think that if they just take their kids to church, that their job is done and that they will stop attrition, that they are building the faith. And the truth is, for lots of reasons we're going to get into in this podcast and in the next podcast, that's just not the truth. We're going to actually help you in just a few minutes 
as we talk about the solutions to attrition. But let's talk a little bit right now about the fact that these nuns are children of the faith. I mean, if you look at Hume or you look at Nietzsche, you look at a lot of the philosophers that have um, buried God, quote unquote, mm -hmm. they uh, are all children of the church. And so we still are suffering from that problem that the children of the church in too many ways and in too many uh, and too many of them are actually leaving the church. Absolutely. And just from my own experience growing up uh, as a teenager inside the church walls, you know, after high school, man, I can count on one hand how many of my actual friends still go to church and still actually believe. And so from my own personal experience, this is even true in my own life. Um, it is incredibly shocking to what's really happening. And, um, you know, go, to go back what you were saying, you know, parents just think, well, if we just put them in church and we put them inside these four walls, that they're going to be perfectly fine. And like you said, the research just doesn't show those things. Well, neither does the reality of life. Um, one of the things that breaks my heart about nuns is that they are being led by church, kids that were raised in church. As a matter of fact, kids that were taught that the Bible is true. They're being raised by kids that uh, have been raised with parents who love God. And I believe God has promised us, uh, promised us a, an inheritance with our, our, our next generation. And there's things that we can do about it. One of the things that is so unique about these nuns and these kids of, that were raised in the church that have left the church is where and when they begin to leave. The myth is that they start leaving when they're in college. And I've heard that in so many youth pastor oh, yeah. conferences and pastor conferences. Absolutely. It's just not true. It's scientifically not true. Kids are not leaving us in college. The truth is, Blake, they're leaving us in middle school in their minds and in their hearts. And they're leaving us in high school with their feet in many ways. That's right. 40% uh, of children have their first doubts about their faith during middle school, which is incredibly shocking to me. And, you know, and uh, most of those people attended conservative evangelical churches that believed and preached from the Bible. Interviewees uh, from the research were 20 to 30 years old and 95% of them who attended church regularly during elementary and middle school. So 95% and these are statistics, the 95% of the kids in the church are people who are nuns, used to go to church and used to go to Sunday school, but they have left the church. Absolutely. And uh, well, 61% of today's young adults have been at church at one point in their life. So 61% of young adults that are out of church were churched at one particular time. Let's talk about those 20-somethings that are in the church, because that's where a lot of people emphasize the exodus. The truth is 20% of church uh, of kids are churched as, as teens are still remained active in the church at 29. So you take a 29-year-old, um, only 20% of 29-year-olds that were raised in the church are still active right now. 61% of teens disengaged in their 20s. But the, the exodus actually starts uh, in middle school, and that's where they have their first doubts. As a matter of fact, that exodus uh, actually begins in high school. It's something like 45%, Blake, and, and almost 30% 
in grades seven to eight, we're actually losing our kids in middle school. And if we're losing our kids in middle school, why do we have churches with $2,000 choir mics and then put no resources in their church budget for ministries to kids if we really are serious about keeping the next generation? Well, I think it's because a lot of the church is reactive instead of proactive. That's the truth. And so what happens is we're like, well, they're in church, so we're doing a good job. And then all of a sudden they grow up and leave the church and we're trying to react to those things instead of being proactive in those things. Well, one thing that the church has always been good at is diagnosing the problem. We're just not good at the medicine. We're not really good. We can all talk about how there's nuns and there's attrition, but what's the answers? And that's one of the things, Blake, I want to make sure that we're doing at the Lethal Faith Podcast is we're helping parents, we're helping students, and we're helping churches understand real true answers. And so we're good at, do you agree with that, that we're good at diagnosing the sickness, but we're not necessarily good at, at the characteristics of the medicine that we need? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we uh, we love to point out the flaws in, in things in the church world. We love to say, well, this is doing things wrong and that's wrong, and, and but we have no real solutions. And, and one of the things I was just thinking about was that, you know, Jesus calls us the salt of the earth. You know, salt is a preserver, you know, and, and we in the church have done a, a not so great job in preserving our children to stay within the, uh, our faith. You know, you said two words there that I think is a really great, appropriate words. You said, number one, solutions. I mean, what are the real solutions? I'm so tired of, of, of weak-minded solutions and, and solutions that really have no depth or no thought processes to them. What is the solution? Well, we're going to help them with that in just a minute. But you also said salt because salt to me, Blake, is actually tied to the solution. What makes salt salt? What makes salt effective it, is that it penetrates the meat. And what does it do when it penetrates the meat? It adds, acts as a preservative. And so what would be those salty solutions, which I really like that thought, what would be those salty solutions to stop attrition in the church, to help that pastor that's listening right now, excuse me, that may be running 75 every Sunday, or that Sunday school teacher that teaches in a mega church? What really uh, are some salty solutions? Where would we go to find those? I know you know the answer. Well, uh, these principles come from Christian Smith, who was a uh, sociologist from uh, Notre Dame. And he basically lines out five things that states why kids are leaving and why kids stay within the church walls. That's a good point. Christian Smith is one of the leading sociologists of youth and religion, but he's written several books. He wrote a book called Soul Searching, and he also helped to lead the National Youth and Religious Survey, which is the largest survey of youth in America. And many of the things that he's saying, because I know we have lots of other countries that listen to our podcast, many of the things he's saying is appropriate, I think, of Western civilization. So as we go through these, I want to be kind of, um, uh, ginger is not the right word, but I want to be kind of sensitive to the mm-hmm. fact that we look, step back and look at each principle and just see, does this work in Myanmar? Will this work in Scotland? Does this apply in Africa or the five continents where we've got never before representatives working right now out of Nigeria? Uh, Habakkuk, right. who is a wonderful man of God, and just, Habakkuk is a, a hero of mine. Yeah. I love him. So he gives five social casual mechanisms, Christian Smith does. And what Blake is saying is that those five social casual mechanisms are actually the salty solutions 
to attrition, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, something I want to go back to real fast and maybe just kind of give the audience uh, some a little insight is, you know, we talked about how kids had their doubts in the first thing in middle school. Did you have doubts in middle school, Michael? I wasn't really raised in church. Um, I, that's a good question. I, uh, I did have doubts uh, in middle school, but my faith was actually strong in middle school because my mom and dad uh, planted that faith in me uh, when I was very, very young. But as I got older and I could not make sense of evil and suffering, I could not make sense of the trouble and the pressures of uh, life at that time in my, my own existence and walk and journey, I began to walk away from God. And uh, mom and dad, who were prosperous and had anything money could buy, you know, and, and uh, relatively, uh became radically saved at a little church and um, it changed my life forever. So in middle school, did I struggle with doubts? Yes, I did. I remember being ashamed of being Pentecostal uh, and that's my background. And I, at that time, we attended a church on Christmas and Easter, if we attended. And we did. I went to vacation Bible school on Christmas and Easter. That was my church attendance when I was in middle school. Yeah. And, uh, everybody would talk about how I'm Baptist and how I'm, <laughs> how I'm Methodist and how I'm Episcopalian. I'd never tell them where I went. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I feel sorry for that. 10 year old now that me that 10 year old because I, I've grown so much to realize I'm thankful for that heritage um, but it's interesting because back in that period of time in the 70s it snowed in our area for 30 days wow I mean uh, we were out of school for 30 days it snowed that much and I mean we're not talking about inches we're talking about feet oh, yeah. and so they made us go to school on Saturday back in those days to That's make terrible. Up. it is, that terrible. is terrible that's the apocalypse is what that is <laughs> And I remember distinctively telling myself and my schoolmates that I'm going to find a Sunday school to go somewhere because if they want to go on Sundays and that was the gossip of the school, I am religious and that is against my religion. <laughs> so we all have different journeys like many of you listening to us now. But let's talk about those five environmental um, environments that it takes to cause attrition in the life of a kid. Absolutely. What's the first one, Blake? The number one thing is low religious devotions in adolescents' parents. And so basically, your parents are not completely devoted to the Christian faith. You know, in this world right now, pastors, marriage is crucial. Students, marriage is crucial in how you understand marriage. And so... If you look at the research, Nelson uh, talks about dysfunctional families, Blake, and he says that marriages that fight go to church less. Marriages that are unhappy go to church less. What do you think about that? You, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's not surprising because, like, if you have a bad day, you just don't want to go anywhere, you know. Um, but it, it on one hand, it, it's almost like we were ashamed to go to church because we're having issues. And that's really the, the place where we should go. You know, that's where we should go to say, hey, you know, I'm struggling. Maybe, just maybe, 
if God is truly who he says he is, he can help me with my marriage, you know? And so well, that's a good point for marriages, Blake. When it comes to attrition, marriages play a, a, an enormous role because if a marriage is unhappy, they go to church less. If they're from a divorced home, they attend church less. But one of the things I thought was really interesting in the research for us as we prepared for this, Blake, was unhappy marriages actually cause a negative attitude about God. Well, I, I think that that's right on too. You know, according to the scriptures, you know, marriage is a symbol between our relationship and Jesus. You know, Jesus calls us the bride and him the bridegroom. And so to me, it's a direct spiritual reflection of what is actually happening in our spiritual lives. If we see a uh, an unhappy marriage modeled, then it is almost like us being modeled, you know, Jesus being the bridegroom and us the bride. You know, reflection is exactly right because we're really dealing, guys, with a reflection of society. It's a mirror of the culture. And I don't think it's by mistake that there's a huge attrition problem with Christian kids. And then there's a huge problem an attack of the nuclear family. Now I know that's been beating a dead, like beating a dead horse, but it's the truth, sociologically, scientifically, theologically, it's the truth. And so, you know, I made up my mind, Blake, a long time ago that my number one church growth method at Covenant Community Church was going to build, be to build strong families. Absolutely. And because a strong family has the highest level of church attendance, a strong family when a mom and dad both have the same belief system, it reinforces the belief system in the kid. And when the church and the mom and dad have the same belief system, it reinforces the belief even that much more. Healthy families and healthy churches help stop attrition. And unhealthy families, unhealthy parents, unhealthy marriages is actually one of the leading causes to attrition. It's uh, it's really fascinating research, you know. Uh, you know, the Journal for Scientific Study of Religion found that children with divorced religious parents were twice as likely to leave the church. So if you come from a divorced house, it's even higher that you'll even leave the faith. And so, uh, you know, and Blake, less religious parents divorce more often. Religion is a is a a uh, marker for the possibility of divorce. Wow. Uh, you know, let's see here. Your religious involvement parents uh, reduces an unhealthy lifestyle too. Uh, the research on this subject alone is enormous. The Search Institute surveyed 11,000 teens in 561 congregations with six denominations uh and discovered only 12% of Christian families have any religious dialogue. Uh, and interestingly, only with their mother and only 5% with their father. As a father of two children, uh, this statistic alone is so surprising because I can't tell you every single day I have a conversation with my son, who's five, about our faith, whether it's about hey, what did you learn in church the other day? Or, hey, let me tell you a story about a man in the Bible. And I always tell him, hey, these things are true. This is real history that happened. 
And so that's important. And that's important, Blake, for everybody to listening to us and help us to share this on social media so we can get the message out, the real solutions. What Blake said brilliantly, the salty solutions, because there are answers. And one of the first answers that we really looked at in a salty solution, if you want to use technical academic terms, casual social mechanisms, is the fact that if parents are irreligious or parents have no religion, it affects their children because it is the number one reason for attrition. Listen, there are four more salty solutions and we're going to get to them in podcast number two. I want you to help us share this and help people to know that there are real solutions there to help your congregation, yourself as a student, and you as a parent to have a lethal faith. God bless you, Blake. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Lethal Faith Podcast, brought to you by the Never Before Project. To find out more about the Never Before Project or be a part of the discussion, visit our website at neverbefore.tv. You can also visit us on Facebook at the Never Before Project. Join us next week for another episode of Lethal Faith.